welcome back to a brand new day, a brand new episode. So if you listened to last week's, actually that's a light was in last week, but the last episode, my friend Sarah joined me and we were talking about psychological safety and trust. Just to do a little recap, trust is giving other people the benefits of the doubt and psychological safety is believing that other people will give us the benefit of the doubt if we take a risk. And both are so fundamental to just us having the room to be ourselves, feeling safe enough to experiment, feeling safe enough to express yourself, feeling safe enough to communicate your needs, your wants, your likes, your dislikes, just your need to feel loved and accepted and like you belong somewhere. Today, if you haven't already seen, today's episode is going to be on the art of taking an L. And for those who don't know what that means, you're probably in a different age group. Okay, so taking an L is taking a loss. So it's basically just swallowing your pride and accepting defeat, essentially. And I thought I would talk about this because in the last year, I have been taking several L's. I really have. And more specifically in relationships. That's what I wanted to talk about, taking L's in relationships. And um, this last year has been a lot of growing for me. It has just been a lot of learning about myself, where I'm, go- where I go wrong, where I can grow, where I can be better, and also in friendships. And if I'm being honest, I didn't know how much humility it takes to have good relationships with people. And I used to have a protective mechanism, like a wall I built up because I felt like I wasn't good enough. I used pride to protect me from the reality that I felt inadequate. And when you're prideful, you can't maintain relationships because it's you. your needs are not above anyone else's, you know. Um, so it's this web of we are supporting each other. We're encouraging each other. You know, we celebrate each other. We trust each other. You know, it's two. It's very much two-way. And that was very hard for me to know and to trust that if I let someone in and they saw these uglier sides of myself, these weaker sides of myself, these unfinished, untouched, unprocessed sides of myself, they would still actually want to hang out with me after that. They would not see me as a less of a person. Um... But the road to where I am now, not to say that I have in any way like figured out, you know, the code to great relationships, but I can say I've improved a lot. And I wanted to talk about that for anyone else who's on that journey. Maybe you're trying to make new friends. Maybe you've had a life change and you're trying to start afresh. Or maybe like me, there are just some areas in your life you never really invested in or grew in or matured in and now is your time for learning that so let's let's talk about that together or rather let me talk about it and then you listen because it's it's a podcast not a phone call but you know what you can always reach out to me through instagram how to take an l so i think there are four types of l's you can take um you can challenge me on this but the first one i think is when you know you are trying to start something and then it backfired so you know you deserve the L, you know. And the second one is when you had good intentions, but they failed. It's okay. The third one is 
when you're it's literally you're just growing you're doing something new something unprecedented and you never knew what to expect you never knew what the outcome is and you're like wow i could really learn a lot more about this you know sometimes you think maybe you're the big fish in a small pond as um one of my colleagues says and then you now end up being a small fish in a big pond and it's you just so many things you're learning left right and center and then the last one is the one of humility where you weren't actually wrong but you're taking an L because you value the relationship and I think those are Honestly, I think there's a gray area because sometimes both people have something they can learn from, but there are times when the other person either doesn't have the maturity or the, you know, revelation to see that they're wrong or maybe they are prideful, you know? Maybe they're doing too much. Like, have you ever had, you know, I think we all go through seasons in our lives and sometimes people that you love are going through something and you're like, you know what? Right now you don't have the capacity. I will take this L, you know? I, I will take this L. I will go out of my way. I, I, it's okay. I can do better. You know, that's the humility L. I have experienced all four of these. <laughs> and you probably have too, because you're human. So what happens? How, what is the process of taking an L? You know, let's talk about the first instinct. Um... Wanting to protect your ego. That's the first thing that comes up. In your mind, you have told yourself... I think we all... Identity is so important to humanity. And that's why we're being sold all these things by companies. We're being sold clothes and jobs. Where We're being sold positions in society. We're sold likes and followers. Why? Because we want to know who we are. And so what happens is... When you fail at something or when you're taking an L, your identity is challenged. Maybe, maybe, okay, so for me, I would say my identity is centered around um, virtue. I want to believe I'm a good person. I want to believe I'm loved and I'm lovable. Um, and so I want to believe that I'm confident, that I'm powerful, that I'm strong. And so something happens and now maybe you hurt someone or, I, you know, I hurt someone and I have. Hurt people, and obviously never intentionally, but that challenges my self-concept of I'm a kind person. I'm a loving person. Well, Veronica, how can you be loving if you did this, if you said that to this person, if you caused them this hurt? Wow, that was selfish. And so when that thought of, wow, that was selfish comes in, you almost want to go into, well, if we're being fair, you know, now you're justifying why you're protecting your ego because you're trying to restore your self-concept, who you are and how you fit into this world. So here's how we protect our ego. A, we make excuses instead of admitting. So for instance, um, which I've done, and maybe you have too, but have you ever sent like a text message and you haven't really thought it through, but by the time it's out there, it's too late. So instead of just saying, uh, I should not have said that like that, a part of you is like, well, you know what? I should be free to speak my mind. If you really love me, <laughs> you would know what I mean. <laughs> Don't do that. 
Secondly is wanting to blame someone else. Well, you know, if you didn't do that, we wouldn't be in this predicament anyway. I am usually a very forgiving person, but because you did this, that's why we're here. You, you are the reason we're here. <laughs> See, is insisting you're not wrong. You remember that phrase people used to say <laughs> before we were all woke? But we'd be, people would just say, you know what? I speak my mind. That's like, <laughs> I feel like that's a prideful way to say I lack wisdom and self-control, which is what it is. Because what's on your mind, like there's a time and a place to share that. And additionally, what's on your mind might not be right. And you, what's on your mind, like, I think we need to be honest with ourselves. Like, communication, you, you have to think about you want people to number one listen number two understand and see there's an outcome you want so if you're number one you're yelling first of all no one wants to listen to a yelling person or if you're being rude no one wants to listen to a rude person number two how are they going to understand you when you're not even speaking clearly you're just speaking emotionally you're attacking the character so honestly at this point they don't even understand what the issue is and lastly you want an outcome so you've um attacked the person you've chosen a, an inconvenient time for them you've not been clear about how you really feel you're disguising that because you're hurt but you don't want them to know you're hurt so you're using anger and you're hoping somehow they're going to change how how so anyway and and honestly i am convicting myself too Mostly myself, <laughs> if I'm being honest, because I've had to take that L, like learning. No, I, I was wrong for how I communicated, when I communicated and what I communicated. You don't need to, you don't need to say everything that's on your mind. Another way we protect our ego is D, avoiding or pretending, like refusing to address a situation. Have you, have you met someone who's just like, they'll just act like you're not there? Or they'll act like the conflict you had didn't happen. Or you pretend you're not mad. Or you pretend you didn't do the thing you did. Like, we'll just go back to business as usual. Because you don't want to face yourself. You don't want to admit you were wrong. E is downplaying. It's like, is it that bad? Like, it could be worse, you know? And that's just a way, again, of protecting ourselves. Like, you actually, I actually caused someone hurt. I actually caused someone hurt and I don't want to admit that. So I'm going to downplay the situation that um, it was a miscommunication. You know, you took it the wrong way. You know, that's sometimes what we do, what I do, what I did. And then lastly is acting like you don't care. Like, okay, yeah, fine. I lost my cool yesterday. Well, so a big deal, you know, um, so I think those are ways that we protect our ego from taking a loss. But I wanted to share with you something I've learned from my several red cards in life. <laughs> um, identity is... We want to think it's final, but it's actually not. Besides your identity, like as a child of God and in Christ... 
identity moves. You want to think of yourself as a loving person, but guess what? Our hearts, everyone, everyone's heart has evil inside of it. Every single person, even the sweetest person you know, we all struggle with jealousy or selfishness or conceitedness. And we might not always get to know what's inside someone's heart, but it's there. We're imperfect. And don't let your identity depend on these moving targets. Because that's why we refuse to change. We, we want to maintain our belief of who we are. But that belief is fundamentally flawed. Maybe in your mind you're like, I'm great at this thing. But then you messed up. And so you're like, I'm not great anymore. You're still great. You just have areas you need to grow in. And it's going to be like that. And that's why you need to celebrate when you win. Because you're recognizing you've leveled up. You, you don't make it. I think sometimes you want the security of knowing I made it. You can't. You don't. And that's part of the joy. Can you imagine how boring it would be if you were perfect by the age of 30? Like, what would you be doing the rest of the decades of your life? It would be so boring. You'd never learn anything new, never experience anything new. You'd have no value to give to anyone after that point, you know. So taking a loss is actually, it's not a bad thing. And here are some things I believe are benefits. You can add to this list, you know. But the first one, I think, taking an L restores trust and closeness. You know, like that feeling of when you finally apologize to someone. You know, sometimes you can even forget why you're mad at them. But then you, you, that one day, that fateful day, you decide to let it go. Or you decide to admit, okay, I, I don't like that I did that. And I recognize it hurt you and I'm sorry. It does something and... You might not be buddy-buddy immediately, but it has changed the position you hold in that person's mind and heart. And they can feel, it restores this sense of safety again. Because they can trust now that you're going to change because you've owned it. It's in the light now and it gives you so much freedom. And it's so healthy for relationships because someone can even be more open with you in the future about how they feel. And when we're open about how we feel and what we think it bridges the distance between your experience and my experience because all our experiences are different um secondly it also increases growth and we just become better and wiser you know like i i thought about this thing like last year but i was like every time you make an excuse you're forfeiting the opportunity to become a better person so if your boss says, you did this, or you should have done that, you're making excuses, but if you accepted it, you have a much lower chance of repeating that mistake. You're giving away an opportunity to become better at loving people, to become a better friend, to become a better listener, to becoming a, a better person in your um, field of work, you know, so... It's actually, taking an L is in the long run more beneficial. Like, it sucks in the present. It does. Especially if you're around judgmental people. And, and sometimes you could, I think there's also an art, like different arts of how to take an L. Like, there's some spaces where if you're like blunt about it, you know, the other people can really just run with that and make your life hell. But I digress. That's not for today. 
and also I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know. <laughs> um, another thing is it increases confidence, like just the feeling of, wow, I failed. I can handle failure. And also, I don't have to put up this wall anymore that I'm in, that I'm so perfect. Now that the cat's out the bag, I don't have to pretend. I can just be a person. I can just be present. I don't need to uphold this um, role anymore, you know? So you become more confident. You become confident because, you know, I can mess up again and if I do, I'll be okay, you know? But the first time you take an L, that's definitely the hardest. And I think sometimes there's feelings of like resentment, frustration, anger. Sometimes you may even go back. You took an L, but then you go home and you're like, why? Why am I even sorry? I shouldn't even be sorry. You know what? They should be, they should be sorry. They should be coming to me. <laughs> Truth be told. Don't make me look like I'm the only one who thinks like that. Don't do this. Don't do this to me. You know. You know I'm not alone. But it's okay. I know I've come from a lot of pride. But I've grown a lot and I'm grateful for that. Um, but yeah, it's made me much more confident because... Now I know how to just, okay, I don't know, no, but I'm better at just admitting my mistakes. Even if it's just to myself, I can do it. And I don't need to pretend. I can just let loose, just be free and open, you know. And then taking an L can also increase respect. Like, I think sometimes we think never being wrong is what makes people admire and respect us. But there's something that happens when someone's like, oh, that was my bad. Like, you just respect them more because they're honest and it shows confidence. It shows truthfulness. It, it, it just shows um, that it's someone you can trust. It shows that they're humble. And humility is so admirable. You know, especially if you're humble and confident, those are the kind of people everyone likes being around, you know. And then maturity is the next benefit, which is, you know, just leveling up. Things that used to annoy you, they don't annoy you anymore. Things you used to run away from, pff, piece of cake, you know. I actually did just have some cake that my roommate made and it was really delicious. If you're listening, Lindsay, thank you. It was very good. Um. And then you have peace when you take an L because now you're no longer wrestling. You can actually just move on. So there is a lot more I can say about this. But since it is about the art of taking an L, I've talked more about the, you know, why we don't want to take an L and the benefits of taking an L. Let's actually talk about the process, what the process of taking an L is like. And the first thing I've learned, again, through a lot of my own mistakes, is the art of a proper apology. Any apology where, number one, you're not, like, explicit, where it's like, I mean, it could have been better. Don't say you, it could have been different. Like, be specific. I should not have said that to you, you know. Or I should have been there for you. I should have kept my word. Stuff like that. So in an apology, you need to be specific. Um, I think the second part of an apology is understanding the impact you made on the other person. So I'm sorry I did this. Um, 
when I look at it now, I can see why you felt blah, 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 blah. Um, and then lastly is the hope of um, restoration, which is, I don't know, uh, what's a good example? Okay, I'm, I'm a late, I tend to be late. I blame it on African timing, but really it's a flaw in my character and it interfects that. But I've gotten a lot better, I really have. But anyway, so the last element is, okay, so let's say I was late for something. I'm sorry I'm late. I realize how that looks like, you know, I didn't care to be here. Or I didn't want to be here or that I didn't put much thought into it. Um, I'm going to start getting ready, you know, 20 minutes beforehand. Or if something happens, I'm going to message you on the way so that you at least know what's happening. So number one is you have admitted to your mistake. You have understood how the other person feels which whenever you understand how someone feels, you've created a bridge, you've closed the gap between them and you. And then lastly, you've given hope for the future. And you've, you're basically showing them it's not going to happen again. So it you know gives people a reason to trust you again. But now you actually have to follow through with that. Um, the second thing is the art of understanding where you went wrong. Have you ever felt seen yourself like apologize? You don't know why you're sorry. You just see that the person is hurt and upset and you're sorry that they're hurt and upset, but honestly, you don't really understand. And I think the art of understanding is sometimes you can't talk to the person. Like the person may be mad at you. And I think that's what has happened to me a lot is a person is mad at me. They, you think they want to give me an explanation think again they don't they don't want to explain to me how i hurt them and so then now you have to talk to other people like hey so like this happened like i don't really understand you know and you always ask people who are more mature than you mature <laughs> more mature than you um or who have skills in that area or sometimes i will listen to a podcast you know um and I'm doing this more frequently. Like maybe if I know someone who's going through something, I'm like, okay, let me learn about this area because I want to understand what's actually happening. You know? Um, so there are different ways to understand, but so the one is seeking knowledge, seeking counsel, um, seeking wisdom. And if you can, you can ask the person themselves. That's always the best if you can that's the best person to ask because everyone's different and it's best to hear from the actual person and give them that room to tell you how you wrong them um third is the art of a strategy what are you going to do to prevent that from happening again so like maybe you found out that you're not the best co-worker maybe you don't respond to people and that leaves them frustrated so what are you going to do Hmm, maybe you can get an app. Maybe you can say at at every hour I'm going to check my emails or um I'm going to let people know when I'm in the middle of something so they know that I can't um respond to the specific message but I can respond to them like hey uh I'll get back to you once I find this out right now I don't know. And that in itself shows people that you respect them, that you've seen it because sometimes someone is frustrated like have you even seen it? you even know, you know, so that goes a long way. And then number four is the art of a safety net. 
because you're imperfect and you're going to mess up, what are you going to do when you mess up? What What's your safety net? Do you know how to forgive yourself? Do you know how to communicate an apology? Um, do you have people you can talk to if you mess up again? Where is your safe space, your safe place? Because as much as you're moving forward, you need to be celebrating your wins. And when you fall again, because it will happen, you need a place or a routine that reminds you, this isn't me. You are separate from your imperfections. And we're being perfected every day. You know, What am I going to do when I lose my cool? What's my safety net? Where's my safe space? Who do I talk to? Five is the art of reflecting and celebrating yourself. Sometimes I forget how far I've come. I, I have a long way to go, but there was a time in my life I didn't used to understand how I feel. I avoided everything. I didn't talk to people. I didn't understand how I feel. I couldn't name it. I didn't know how to process it. I would lash out, be mean. And now I'm actively seeking compassion. Now I have strategies for processing, whether it's journaling, praying. I'm part of community groups. And sometimes I'm like, damn, it's the same me. It's me, that same me that went through life feeling small and lost and scared and confused and overwhelmed and helpless and Yes, those emotions sometimes come in and out, but in smaller doses and they're few and far between, whereas those a point in time, they used to be daily and for a larger portion of my day. And that's not my life anymore. And I've had a lot of support, but I am proud of myself because I made a choice to open up to people. I made a choice to read books. I made a choice to listen to podcasts. And I am freaking proud of myself. Celebrate you, V. And I do celebrate myself. So know what matters to you and celebrate yourself. Reflect. Always remember where you've gone right and where you can go better. Because that same love and compassion you have for yourself is what you can extend to other people because you know how to do it. This has been the art of taking an L. Um, wow. I think listening to this was... Like, not listening to this, but rather talking about this and processing it. Just, yeah. I hope it doesn't feel heavy for you. It feels slightly heavy for me because it's a lot to think about and it's a long journey. But we're constantly moving forward. This is Venting with V after all. So I hope you enjoyed your therapy session. I love you and I hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye.